the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, June the 8th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On June 8, 1864, Abraham Lincoln was nominated for another term as president. He was nominated during the National Union, or the Republican Party's convention, in Baltimore. Today in AD 632, the prophet Muhammad died in Medina. He did not rise from the dead. Today in 1966, a merger was announced between the National and American Football League to take effect in 1970. That created what we know as the NFL. Today in 1968, authorities announced the capture in London of James Earl Ray, the suspected assassin of civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Today in 1978, a jury in Clark County, Nevada, it ruled the so-called Mormon will, purportedly written by the late billionaire Howard Hughes. They said, no, it wasn't written by him. It was a forgery. Today in 1995, U.S. Marines rescued Captain Scott O'Grady. His fighter jet had been shot down by Bosnian Serbs on June the 2nd. And today in 2008, the average price of regular gas crept up to $4 a gallon. That's some of the things that have happened in history today. You may have heard by now, if not, you should know that Pat Robertson, the founder of the broadcasting uh, Christian Broadcasting Network and the longtime host of the 700 Club, passed away last night. He was 93 years old. I knew Pat quite well in the past. I haven't had any contact with him in recent years. But uh, we had a lot of contact some years ago. He was a good guy. He was odd. I mean, honestly, he was. He had some interesting ideas. Um, and he said some things on television. He had a huge audience. And he said some things that were sort of caused you to question a little bit. But he was really a good guy. And um, he loved the Lord. I know that as a fact. I was around him enough to to sense that. And he was enormously successful. And um, he uh, he was actually one of the, probably one of the trailblazers for Christian media uh, in the world uh, during his years of creating what we know as CBN. So he passed away. He was 93 years old. We can't not talk about what's happening with Tucker Carlson. It, it is bigger than Tucker. And that's the only reason I bring it up. I, I don't know Tucker Carlson. I've never met him, but I've listened to him quite a bit. I like what he says. Uh, I like where he's coming from on the news and on and from spiritual matters as well. He, he often says he's the, mo- he's the most conservative, biblical Episcopalian in America. He was raised in the Episcopal Church. And he makes a, a little bit of a joke about that. I've heard that he attends a Bible church in real life, but he's still kind of an Episcopalian, so they say. But what's happening 
with him and to him right now is worthy of, of note. And um, we're finding out this morning that Twitter, uh, he, he's been on Twitter a couple of times, including this week, as you know, and he put out the first edition of his new online Tucker Carlson show, Tucker on Twitter, I think they called it. But the Sarah Fisher and Mike Allen with Axios, and they're not a conservative organization, they're reporting that Fox News informed Carlson's lawyers uh, just within the hours of yesterday, last night, sometime, that uh, it, uh, this letter, it was, it was sent out on Wednesday, and it opens the door for the network to potentially pursue legal action against uh, Carlson for being on Twitter. And according to Axios, the letter cites his contract as stating Carlson is, quote, prohibited from rendering services of any type whatsoever, whether over the Internet, via streaming or similar distribution or other digital distribution, whether now known or hereafter devised. And the, the question I had is, can they actually do that? I mean, can you erase someone? That's what Fox is trying to do to Carlson. Some of you who have been listening to this program for a long time, and I say this humbly, I mean, I'm not trying to say I have, you know, special insights or whatever, but several years ago, two or three years ago, I was making the comments that I just didn't, I felt uncomfortable with kind of some of the things that were happening at Fox, not Sean Hannity and not certainly Tucker Carlson and, and Laura Ingram and some of those people. I mean, they're, they're great, but Fox as an entity, I said, and some of our listeners wrote back and said, how can you do this? Fox is the only voice that we have uh, out there, national and so on. And I understand why people were a little upset about it. Not many, but a few. And they said, Gary, you know, don't you, you shouldn't be saying that, blah, blah, blah. But I just didn't feel comfortable with kind of the direction they felt like they were going. And increasingly, we all became aware that the sons took over from the father and Rupert Murdoch and so on. And man, they're not conservative at all. They don't even believe in the message that Fox News was built on. And now we're beginning to see that. I mean, it's in plain sight. Everybody can see that. But it's focused now on Tucker Carlson. And that's why Tucker's tragedy, or whatever, is uh, important to all of us. So Fox is defending the very existence on freedom of speech grounds that they have built their multi-billion dollar empire. So now they want to take Tucker Carlson's right to speak freely away from him because he took to social media to share his thoughts on current events. I don't know if they can do that or not. And if this would get before a an honest court, maybe the Supreme Court, um, I'm not sure they could do that. I, I know there's a contract, but I don't know if a contract is enough. Maybe it is, but I'm not sure it's enough to silence a voice like Carlson's. What they want to do is they want to silence him until after the 2024 election. And then it seems from what's coming out of inside of Fox and their lawyers, it seems that after that, they don't really care what he does. It's interesting. Fox defends its very existence on freedom of speech, and yet they try to take it away from another guy. You say, well, he signed a contract. And that's true, he did. But the source of this outlet, a senior executive at the Fox Network, is informed Carlson that Rupert Murdoch, the company, 
does want to keep him, quoting this guy anonymously, keep him sidelined through 2024, effectively silencing the foremost conservative media voice during the pivotal presidential election that's coming up sooner than we think in 2024. So uh, I keep you posted, and what's fueling this is the numbers of people that are listening and watching Carlson. I mentioned as of 9.30 a.m. on Wednesday, uh, yesterday morning, there there was a stunning 65 million people had viewed what he put on Twitter. In a few hours, it was 76.5 million, and um, they're not sure what that means. I mean, does it mean that some one person turned it on and there are an average of three people watching it, or is it one person, you know, one hit on on the show? They're trying to figure that out because nobody's done those kinds of numbers before. But it's interesting that Carlson's May 9th video announcement that he was going to be doing a show on uh, very coming very soon, that had an accumulation of over 134 million viewers. And so this is what's driving Fox crazy. They don't want Donald Trump or anyone like him elected in 2024, obviously. I suppose the Murdoch family support Biden. I mean, how can people smart enough to build something like Fox News be dumb enough to want a president who isn't really up to the job, for sure? Speaking of the president, Joe Biden has invited thousands not hundreds, thousands of LGBTQ plus individuals to the White House today. Part of his endorsement of their increasing campaign to force acceptance of their life choices on the rest of America. Today, thousands of LGBTQ activists and practitioners will be at your White House. It will be lighted with the colors of their flag, which in some cases, in many cases, is replacing the U.S. flag today as we speak across the nation. This Corrine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, she's the first openly gay White House press secretary. She said this morning that Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, their spouses, are strong supporters of the LGBTQ plus community and think that having a celebration is an important day to, quote, lift up their accomplishments and contributions. She said LGBTQ plus people need to know that Biden has their back. That's a quote. I've heard Biden say that. She quoted him. She said, and he will continue to fight for them. That's the message that we want to make sure that gets out today to the nation. As part of this event, President Joe Biden is scheduled today. I checked a few minutes ago, just before I came on the air, at 9 a.m. live today. Um, I checked, and I, I couldn't find where he had made this announcement, but he's scheduled to do so, and maybe doing it as we speak. I don't know. But anyway, he's scheduled to announce that the Department of Education's Civil Rights Office will appoint a new coordinator to work with schools who oppose efforts by parents and some state governments to protect young children from books that promote the homosexual agenda. So the government is organizing, the President of the United States is appointing 
a new coordinator to work with the schools to oppose parents who are concerned about the books, about perversion that they're putting in front of their little kids. That's where we are today. In the midst of all this, what should we think? I'll tell you what to think. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. Let's read this or say it together. I'll bet some of you, many of you probably have memorized this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Underline that part. So thy youth is renewed like the eagles. You'll be able to run, not walk, just run. Maybe. (laughs) No, you will. We've got to keep our eyes focused on God's truth because we live in such a weird world today. This cannot go on. It's either going to, I, I don't want to be paraphrasing Abraham Lincoln, but he was right, a divided nation cannot go on. And he was quoting Jesus when he said that. He said, we are a divided nation in his time. And he said, we cannot go on divided. We will become one or the other of the two sides of this division. And that had to do, of course, with slavery. Today, we're looking at a different kind of enslavement. But it is an issue of slavery, spiritual slavery. What Have you ever wondered what is the power behind the pride revolution? I mean, what drives this? Is it just sexual perversion or is it is there something more than that? I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. Not so much about, well, I want to talk to you. What is behind? What's driving this thing? I think it's enlightening to know. It puts it in perspective. But I, in my lifetime, and I've been around a few years, I'm over 40, I've never seen anything like this. I remember the Woodstock and all that stuff in the, you know, in the 60s and so on. But man, I mean, it's stunning. Even the world is, is I mean, I, I'm, in, I'm in touch with a lot of people in Africa, people that are, some of them are children of pastors that I worked with in years past and helped build churches and start churches uh, in countries in Africa, and their kids now are in ministry, and I'm friends with a whole bunch of them, and I mean, I hear from them and stuff, and and uh, on social media and private messages, one thing or another. And even people in, in third world countries are saying, what has happened to the United States of America? They can't figure it out. They don't know why we're walking the path that we're walking. So we ask ourselves, what is the power behind the pride revolution? We'll talk about that for a couple of minutes. Thank you for your support of this ministry. It is necessary and much needed. You are there and we are here and we can continue to do this with your support, but we need your support. Each 
station that we're on, the listeners of that station need to support our budget there to enable us to continue as we are. And I would encourage, and I've mentioned this before, but those of you who listen to KPDQ in Portland, Southwest Washington, Salem, and and elsewhere, we need your support to to meet our budget. We're not quite meeting it there, and we need need your support. But to all of you who listen, thank you for your support. It makes this possible. And if you feel this is valuable, if you feel it is relevant to the times in which we live and it's biblically based, and I believe it is, we try to be biblically based for sure, and we try to speak to the issues in the culture today. I would ask you to support us, and to those of you who do, thank you so much. And if you don't, please prayerfully consider it. We need you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Ben Shapiro is not a Christian. He's a Jew. He's a practicing Jew. He's a brilliant man. He wrote yesterday, he said, quote, June 1 marked the advent of Pride Month, the most important sacrament of the American secular religious calendar. Well, it has become that. He says, during Pride Month, public schools across the nation teach small children the joys of alternative sexual practices and orientations. Corporations plaster their stores in rainbow accruements of all sorts. The federal government of the United States proclaims its fidelity to the LGBTQ blah, blah, blah ideology. So he asks the question, what is the power behind the Pride Revolution? As I said, he practices his Jewish faith. He's a conservative, well-spoken, widely read in the articles that he writes. He said, the American public, for the most part, has historically taken Pride Month not for what it is, but for what it sometimes purports to be, a call for tolerance of the marginalized. But that, of course, he said, is not what Pride Month is or ever was. Pride Month is not a call for equality, but a call for revolution. The Pride Movement was always a call for a replacement of historic tried and true cultural norms with new untried and risky cultural norms. Heteronormativity, he says, is one such tried and true norm. The correct between belief that any durable society rests on the basis of male-female dyads producing children, a man and a woman. God created male and female in his image and likeness and put them together and they had kids and thus we have the human race. That's pretty basic stuff. He's right. He said such a norm ought to be promoted. But he said pride suggests the opposite. The heteronormativity is an authoritarian and discriminatory standard that places artificial limits on the full flowering of human sexuality. He said explode the norm and maximize human happiness. And anyone who tries to interfere will be published. Boy, he's right about that. Damon Atkins, you probably never heard of him. No one had until he he strolled up to the Reading, Pennsylvania's first ever Pride rally a few days ago, carrying a sign, a Bible, and his faith. He wasn't making a big deal. He just walked up there and he had his Bible and he had his uh, carrying a sign and and the sign was not terribly offensive. I mean, it probably was to the thin-skinned of the activists. But anyway, he has a faith. He believes in Jesus Christ and the Word of God. 
less than a minute after he joined just a few other Christians that were expressing their views, they weren't protesting or anything. I mean, they were just standing there and they were reading scriptures or praying or whatever. And um, less than a minute after he joined that group expressing their views, Atkins was hauled off in handcuffs and charged with criminal disorderly conduct. Atkins says he told the police, he said, I'm not being rude. I'm just here to spread the gospel of good news. He said, Jesus Christ saved me, and he can save everyone. And he looked at the officer. He probably ought not to have done this, but he looked at the officer, and he said, you can be saved too. The officer bristled at that, of course. The officer, and I support the police, but in this case, that's what happened. The officer responded by saying, I don't care. I'm going to stand here, and you're going to be quiet. Moments later, Atkinson began to quote from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. He said, with probably an elevated voice, he said, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. He was never able to finish that verse. This officer, McClure, he rushed in to make the arrest. It's all caught on video. I mean, this is not, you know, someone remembering the story. Not correct. It's all on video. I wrote an article about this part of what I'm talking about today, and you can see the video. It's on faithandfreedom.us on our website. Atkins, <clears throat> Atkins claims that McClure at one point insinuated that God is a derogatory term and warned him not to continue saying such things as those attending the rally so they could have their event. He said it can be very offensive to some. That reminded me of verses in Acts, chapter 5, verses 28 through 33, saying, Did not we straightly command you that Peter and, and the disciples of Jesus, the followers, were out preaching the gospel now? Jesus had risen from the dead, and they said, Man, it is true. He is, he was the Messiah, and is. And they were out preaching the gospel on the streets of Jerusalem, and it was real bothersome to the authorities. And so in verse 28, the Bible says, saying, did, did we not straightly command that you should not teach in this name? This name was the name of Jesus Christ, the risen Savior. And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. Well, they had. Uh, there was a revival. And intend to bring this man's blood upon us? Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart, the authorities, and told the council to slay them. We're seeing a repeat of that in today's world, and that came to mind as I, I read this account. So he was handcuffed and taken away. The pride rally goers cheered the arrest. The person taking the video couldn't help but note the irony. The person said, and I, I'm not sure what the person's name was, but the person said a Christian trying to read the Bible was being taken away by the police as some individuals dressed as demons were freely heading to the pride rally. David Kyle Foster has written that there is a war of the worlds going on in the shadows of our everyday awareness. He's written pretty extensively about this. He said it's an unseen battle between the creator God with his army of heavenly beings and Satan 
with his fallen angels and demonic hosts. Though already lost, he says, Satan continues to battle in order to enlarge his dark kingdom before his inevitable implosion. That is biblically correct, what he says. Nowhere is the battle more pronounced today than in the rise of the transgender movement. He said in the front lines of Satan's scheme to deface and destroy the image of God that is stamped into our personhood, sexuality, marriages, children, and families. That is his intent. The problem is most transgender people are unaware of the forces that drive them in unhealthy directions. Clearly there's a spiritual matter, end of quote. Surely there's a spiritual matter in this pride movement. Foster also noted in another writing there's a monetary component as well. He said the faith, the wealthy and powerful LGBT movement, which for the most part its history distanced itself from the transgender people, have now come in to power because of the money. The human rights campaign alone, that's the largest uh, LGBTQ uh, advocacy group in, in America, they're sometimes referred to, and you may have heard this, as the big gay. Uh, they bring in about $40 million a year. They pay out about $11 million in salaries, and they spend more than a quarter of a million dollars every year lobbying Congress. That's really what's at the bottom of this for many. Some are just caught up in the perversion of it all, but there's a lot of people that are focused on this as a business opportunity. Herbert Marcuse, an author of Eros and Civilization, he wrote it in 1955, a disciple of Karl Marx's teaching. He called for a rewriting of all sexual norms in order to tear down the capitalist structure. He sought a non-repressive civilization based on fundamentally different experience of being a fundamentally different relationship between man and nature and fundamentally between different between existential relations. He went on about this, and he um, he's widely read among kids in college still today. They read him as kind of an alternative truth or whatever. But he was a Marxist to the heart, and he is one of several voices. He and a, a person, a feminist, Shulamite of Firestone, they argued that sexual revolution would bring about not just the elimination of male privilege, but of the sex distinction itself. And they've written quite widely on this. Well, we've now reached this dystopia of Marcuse and Firestone and Marx himself and so on. And that's where we are today. And what is driving this is that it's a spiritual war. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is where we are today. So as this culture war rages, because after all, old norms don't die easily, they have undermined the norms of, of humanity from our beginning, from our creation. They have denied creation in favor of evolution. But from the beginning of creation, where God himself created a man and a woman, brought them together and created a family, that is the sustainability of the human race. And they have denied all that, and that's what's wrong in our culture today. At the heart of it all, that's what's wrong in our cities in our communities, in our states, in our nation, we have denied God.
And we're seeing the consequences of it all. But look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.